Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 945, air date May 6th, 2021. All right, everyone. Good evening. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're going to wait for people to join. I'm going to also connect my internet up one second as people are joining. I have internet, but I typically like to go hardwired too, so we get better connection. All right, we got people coming in. Uh, good to you. Um, Mexico's listening. Let's see who's playing here. We have Wyoming. Good to have you. And we haven't done a live in a while. I've been a little bit busy with a number of things, but uh, we'll wait for people to join. Uh, Connecticut. Florida, that's on Instagram with people joining there. Connecticut again, Illinois, good to have you. Central Coast, good Kentucky. We have Las Vegas is in the house. Someone just said uh, British Vancouver, uh, Temecula, California, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Michigan, Florida, New Jersey, Michigan, Columbia, Brazil, Dallas, uh, Oregon, someone said liberal Oregon, uh, Glendale, Arizona, Detroit, uh, Washington State, Delaware, Zurich, Switzerland. Who else do we have? Uh, Illinois, Melbourne, Australia, Canada, Maryland, Texas, San Bernardino, California, St. Saint, Martin, uh, California, Outback, Australia, Nottingham, England. All right, great to have everyone. Arkansas, Newton, right here in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Ohio, India, San Francisco, someone else from Oregon, Bahamas. All right, it's great to have everyone. Let me, uh, first of all, give uh, everyone a little bit of an overview. We have a number of people joining us today. You can see we have uh, people from, um, we, we called it Truth, Freedom, and Health Moms, but we also have Matthew, who's worked with one of the moms also. Uh, but um, we have people uh, uh, from California, Massachusetts, and Oregon today. And what we're going to be talking about, and I'll, and I'll bring everyone back and I'll introduce everyone. San Diego, good to have San Diego. Uh, they're going to be featured here. But welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva. I'm sorry I haven't done a live in a while. We've been busy. We had a big rally, as some of you may know, last week. It was a Truth, Freedom, and Health rally. Close to 2,200 people showed up. And it was organized all bottoms up. We didn't use any of the mainstream media. In fact, we didn't want it. We didn't give interviews to the mainstream media. Um, but it was a great rally. We... Uh, uh, the rally was really about uh, celebrating May 1st, which was International Workers' Day, which is not a communist holiday. Communists do not own it. Karl Marx doesn't own it. It's actually owned. It's, it's a celebration that was done uh, to commemorate four American workers were hanged uh, for uh, fighting for the eight-hour workday in 1886. Most Americans don't even know that. Everywhere over the world, it's celebrated in honor of those four workers. So we celebrated that. Uh, we talked about the need for people to get educated 
on the need to build a movement for truth, freedom, and health, that without freedom, you can't get to truth. And without truth, you can't find out what's really good for your health. And without health, um, you can't fight for freedom or truth. So it was a movement. We had great speakers, doctors, mothers, um, activists uh, from all over uh, Massachusetts. And then we did a march, uh, close to 2,000 people marching, um, you know, talking about the need for medical freedom, et cetera. But it was wonderful. People exercised their First Amendment rights. So what, uh, before I start, um, I want to, first of all, encourage everyone to become truth, freedom, and health warriors. You're going to hear from four of our truth, freedom, and health warriors uh, besides myself today. They're from all over the country. Our movement is not just theoretical. It's not just something where you just sit behind a keyboard or a keyboard warrior. It's about actually doing stuff on the ground. And I'll um, be introducing um, uh, you to this movement. And before I do that, I want to play a video that I typically play that, that uh, is really the anthem of our movement that really uh, educates people on why we need to build a bottoms up movement. So let me start with playing that. Let me just go right here. Um, here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have they don't this reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people there's only one movement that can do that and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like so. Oops, one second. But they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. 
So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up his own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on Vias and Victor A. Shiva. VAShiva.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VAShiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, that was a little bit, you know, we have a bunch of people on. I've never had this many people on. If you notice, the video was a little bit offset. I don't know if you guys saw that. Maybe it was fine for everyone, but it was a little bit offset. But anyway, uh, welcome. So we're going to uh, begin uh, with sharing with people very briefly um, how these voting systems work. Many of you know that um, I ran for U.S. Senate. We have not conceded our September 2020 Republican primary. And what came out of that, which I was frankly shocked by, I didn't think election, uh, you know, uh, integrity issues ever took place in the United States, that it was something that only took place in third world countries. But what we discovered was that the electronic voting machines, which are, um, which are certified by both Republican and Democrat state election directors, have a feature in there called the weighted race feature, which allows uh, people's votes to be multiplied by a number, a factor. So we don't have one person, one vote in this in this country. We have we are the only ones of all the lawsuits that, that were filed, the only two lawsuits that are in federal court that have survived dismissal. And in fact, we've gotten about five victories across those two lawsuits. But our movement for truth, freedom and health um, has been about educating all of you on how you could also, first of all, learn 
system science, which I just talked about. Two, how you could build community, which is what our platform allows with social media tools, which we'll show before we end um, the event today. And then with activism. So we have five people on the phone call today who've been working very, very hard all across the United States to take the learnings that we learned from Massachusetts across the country to show that the votes don't add up. And um, we have people from Massachusetts, we have people from California, we have people from Oregon who have done the same analysis, a lot of hard work. And I really wanna uh, thank the people I bring on to show that across the United States, when you use electronic voting machines, that the number of votes is not equaling the number of voters. So just to give you a quick uh, understanding of that, uh, let me just, uh, I'm just gonna share just a, about a couple of slides and a PowerPoint that I put together. Some of you may have seen this before, but it'll help you understand sort of the physics of this on how this actually all works. So you understand sort of the background on this um, and it'll help understand, um, it, it'll essentially help educate you on what we're actually looking at. The simplicity of this uh, is what uh, will enable all of you to also become participants. Let me just, so bring this up. So if we, if I share my screen here and I bring up this window here, I'll just give a quick slide presentation. So, so let's talk about electronic voting machines. If you're not familiar with them, I'll share with you how they actually work. Well, you have an input to the electronic voting machine and the output. The input is uh, the number of people coming to vote, right? So let's say a hundred people come to vote and they put a hundred ballots through these voting machines, right? You should have a hundred votes. Does that make sense? Okay, so a hundred people come to vote, you should have a hundred ballots, okay? And that's pretty easy for anyone to understand. You shouldn't have a uh, hundred people came in, which is a number of people, voters, you should have a hundred votes, okay? So if you just keep that in mind, this very, very simple box, P and V should be equal, right? Now, so P is equal to the number of voters, we call them participating voters, not the registered voters, the people actually participated, let's say in the November general election. And the number of voters, by the way, includes simple formula, I don't get too scared by the math, all the people are registered Republicans, all the people are registered Democrats, the people are independents, and anyone who's registered for the other party, right? So this four variables equals P, the number of voters, okay? Now, V is equal to the number of votes, the number of votes cast, that's V over here. All right, and what does that equal? Well, that includes all the people who voted for Republican candidate, all the people who voted for the Democrat candidate, all the people who voted for the other party candidate, the people who are right in, the people who votes that are blank, okay? And the votes that are nullified, which means um, let's say people sometimes filled in two people for the same office, okay? These are called overvotes. Anyway, those are the number of votes. So should P equal V? Okay, let's just ask that. Should P equal V to everyone? P should equal V because the number of people come to vote, right, should equal the number of ballots cast. And you would think this was common sense. So, um, uh, but we're gonna realize that assuming P equals V, which means the number of voters equals the number of ballots cast, turns out to be a mistake. So I'll share with you some irregularities we noticed in Massachusetts. This was one of the basis of our lawsuit. For example, in the city of Boston, 142,911 people participated to vote, which means actually voted. But look how many votes, ballots actually were there. So the number of ballots is 4,114 more ballots than the number of people who voted. 
In Lawrence, Massachusetts, same thing, right? You have 75 more votes. In a place like Newton, 1,780 more votes, but P is not equal to V. And we notice this um, across Massachusetts. Now, um, it turns out on these voting machines, which I didn't know until I started digging into it as a engineer and as a software person, as a scientist, there's a feature called the weighted race feature where you can actually multiply the number of voters by a factor, okay? And it's, um, it's, it allows um, um, the transfer of votes. So let's say you got a thousand votes and I got a thousand votes, they can multiply your votes by a factor. And so that means the, you can, there, you can uh, essentially put algorithms in where you can transfer the number of votes from one candidate to another and the percentage is known as a weight. Now, all major vendors are believed to have this feature. Diebold had the original feature. And if you don't believe this, this is not conspiracy theory. Here's a Diebold voter's manual. I go to page 2-126. And right here, it says, right here in the manual, it says, there's a thing called a weighted race feature. And it says, weighted races are tallied by weights, okay? Uh, assigned by the voter registration system and can be counted. So basically, to be clear, what this means is that if you got a thousand votes and I got a thousand votes, they can multiply your votes by two, a weight. Mine's by 0.5. I end up getting 5,500 votes. You end up getting 2,000 votes. Why was this feature put in? Once well, these voting machines were sometimes used for housing associations, okay? Where let's say you own 2,000 square feet of space, I owned 1,000. Well, you got two votes, my one vote on perhaps we were voting on some common, whether we should carpet the you know, common area. But there's no reason for that feature to be turned into federal elections, but it has been. Those features exist uh, in most of these voting machines, if not all of them, okay? So that's called a weighted race feature. So it exists, it can be implemented. So what you see here is that V, the number of votes can be multiplied by a weight. So P will equal V if the weight is one, which means one person, one vote. But if W is greater than one or less than one, it's not going to equal the same, okay? So that's the background. So in summary, we have features in the voting machines which allow your votes to be multiplied by a weight, okay? So what we did was, as our movement is leading the way in training the broad mass of people all over the world, for that matter, in the United States, and how they can go get this data. And it's very simple. Um, if those of you who have time want to go to the site vhshiva.com, I'll show you this, called Clean Elections, and I'll bring you over to this. Um, you can actually learn how to do this. So let me just take you to this site. Let me just remove this now that we've learned that. Let me, right, let me remove this thing. Good. Okay, so let me bring in very quickly uh, this tab here. So those of you want to learn how to, the process that um, the, the various uh, Truth, Freedom, and Health um, uh, warriors did was, if you go to vashiva.com clean elections, there's a video that will actually teach you how to do this, okay? You can learn exactly the method on how to do this. It says, I want clean elections. You put in your uh, name and your number in the next screen. I will tell you how to do this, vashiva.com clean elections. Okay, so that's the background, all right? So the background is the electronic voting machines in the United States have a feature where you can weight votes, which means the number of voters will not equal the number of votes. Now, 
What we wanted to do is we wanted to see, was this just in Massachusetts? Does it occur all over? So let me bring in our guest today. So let me uh, add people to the stream. Let me remove from studio, let me bring people in here. So let me bring in, we have Heather, we have Kenzie's from Massachusetts, we have Renee, and we have Matt. Okay, so um, you guys can all say hello. I'm gonna unmute, if you can unmute everyone. Okay. Hello. Hi. Okay, so, um, so we have, so by the way, we have thousands of people gone through our training at bashiva.com slash join. Um, and I encourage everyone to do that, but, uh, and I'll, I'll keep that up there, but this movement that we've created is about educating people on a systems approach. So in this case, the electronic voting system, we build community, we have our own social media platform, independent of big tech, but the most important thing we do is we, have people get active on the ground. So Heather, Heather, wave your hand. Heather's from, Heather, are you there? So Heather's right there. I think uh, she, uh, she's in Oregon. They're having, they had an ice storm, but Heather's in the blue suit. But Heather uh, is a mom from Oregon and Heather did amazing work where she went to many, many counties all over Oregon. And so we'll introduce Heather. Heather, can you say hello? Hello, hello everyone. Okay. Good. Your video is a little slow, but that's okay. So, Sorry. Uh, and then we have Kenzie's from Massachusetts. Kenzie, do you want to say hello to everyone? And you and your hi everybody. You and your sister worked on this, right? And then we have Renee Good. and Matt yes. who worked on this in California. Can you guys wave your hands, Renee and Matt? No. Great. So why don't we um, start by Heather? Maybe you sharing the process. You know, we'll go around that you did in Oregon and how you followed, you know, the, the, the sort of the layout we did on the clean elections program. So maybe you can start with what you did there, Heather. Certainly. I submitted letters to most of our counties here. In fact, all 36 of our Oregon counties by email um, requesting the participating voters and the ballot passed. Uh, received responses from a multitude of those. Some of them... Uh, contact the Secretary of State. I've not yet done that. I want to do to work with the counties and get the data from them. Um, they responded and left the cost if there was a fee involved. Um, if so, we, we submitted the payments and received the data um, either by email or CD or flash. Um, or picking it up at the county elections office. And we took the time to go through that data and see if those participating ballot or participating voters and the ballots matched, right? Yeah. We're, yes. we're, yeah. So, Kenzie's, do you want to say what you did in Massachusetts also? Go ahead, Kenzie's. Sure. So, I was actually on a, on a group with a couple other folks from Mass. So each one of us took a county and um, we just basically started requesting via email or the town websites because a lot of them do have a process where you can apply right there. And, and I asked for the lists 
you know, that from both sides of the equation, the participating voters and the, the number of votes cast. And then I started receiving all this information back. So my sis and I just took it one by one and broke it down. And, you know, it was really interesting because every town, well, not every single town, each town had a slightly different process in many cases. So there's not really any uniform method at all, just in one county. And um, in many cases, you know, the town didn't publish the, the results on the, uh, the town website. Some towns did. Some towns used the voter list that they captured the, the information on, you know, by hand when people would show up at the polls. So th there was a whole bunch of different variety of ways that people captured the data. But it was really interesting in that all the towns that we looked at we didn't really find too many towns that had both sides that were matching exactly. There, there were discrepancies across the board and we were very surprised at that. And, and we'll come to that and we'll come to that. But the key thing is Heather and Kenzie's, Heather, you're in Oregon, right? Kenzie's, you're right here in Massachusetts. Um, the, the Herculean task you did was you guys, we made it easy, right? You, the, the letters we have on the site are easy. You issue the letters, but the issue was following up and getting the data from them. And Renee, maybe you want to talk about what you and Matt, uh, what you did in, in, uh, in um, you, uh, we're going to, first of all, we're going to review Oregon, then we're going to go to Massachusetts. And the discrepancy in California is quite profound. Renee, do you want to sort of again share how you started and just so people understand the process you went through in California? Sure. And um, we had a similar process um, that Heather Kenzie described except for uh, here the data is collect or the elections offices are all run by the county and uh, what's been interesting mm. out here is it's called a statement of the vote you go right online you can pull that uh, information but um, getting the participating voters list is a little bit trickier and it should be because it has a lot of pe people's personal information in it um, but once we got that information then it becomes time to analyze the data. So if you're not great at it, you can learn. I'll testify <laughs> to that. That's not my thing. Um, but we actually have a team of people out here that are all working together. Um, Matthew's been one of them. And um, we just we have a lot of space to cover and a lot of different people to contact. So it's been a group effort. Yeah, and, and Matthew, do you want to just add anything to that? You're out in California too? Uh, yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this with you, Dr. Shiva. I'm a huge fan and uh, and thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, so with that said, uh, out here in California, um, we have a lot of people that are hiding a, a lot of information. Um, we first found out like in counties like Los Angeles, when we went to the website, to gain access to information, we found that information was not on the site. When we called the um, uh, the clerk's office, uh, we were given a runaround. We went back to the site, and I methodically checked that site every 48 hours. And approximately two weeks later, all the information just appeared, um, not only for that election, but um, uh, for every other one in the past as well. It was like the information was uh, not there, and then it was there. Um, so that's my experience with LA County. Um, I've been a part of a group uh, myself that's been a part of about 20 different counties. So I've worked across with a couple different people from Bruce to Renee to 
a couple of different folks, and um, we found the same thing across the board. Um, in some cases, a very good size in discrepancy, but in San Diego County, 350,000 approximate votes. Um, you know, you you wonder how they just let that slide, and you know who's responsible for letting something like that slide. Um, it's my understanding that in the state of California, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that we haven't had an honest election. Some say it goes back as far as 22 years, you know, and um, something's got to be done about it. Our most fundamental right in this country is one person and one vote and one voice, and we have to have that, and that must be in place in order for this to work, this great experiment called America. And... Um, I am real surprised that there aren't more people screaming and yelling from the top of the rooftops about this because, you know, people have to get up off their butt and they have to do something. They have to become a part of the solution and quit complaining. And there are ways that people can get involved and they need to get involved because there are some serious discrepancies and, you know, somebody's well, got to be responsible. We'll, we'll get to that, Matthew. We'll get that. So the most important thing I want everyone to realize is that what you're going to see today is... Um, American working people who are part of this movement who've actually taken action. So we're going to we're going to share with you some big victories here today. So the first victory we want to share is, first of all, we have a lawsuit in federal court. Mm -hmm. It's a federal lawsuit. It's not a state lawsuit. It's a federal lawsuit. All of Trump's lawsuit with all the money supposedly they spent and Rudy Giuliani, all of them got thrown out. But we have two lawsuits in federal court in Massachusetts which is a nonpartisan issue. It's not Democrat or Republican. And that's why none of the mainstream media will cover it, in spite of the fact we have five victories. So what is that lawsuit? Well, we showed in Massachusetts that my votes in a federal U.S. Senate race were multiplied by two thirds. And my, which means I didn't get one. So all the people voted for me, their votes were struck down, not one person, one vote, but they became 0.666 multiplied by one vote. And my opposition's GOP candidate in the primary was multiplied by 1.2 because the GOP didn't want someone, an outsider actually winning the election. So both parties are against outsiders. So that's what happened. So that lawsuit we filed, we showed the mathematical analysis. No one has rebutted it. And when they tried to throw it out of court, the big victory we got was a judge denied their dismissal, attempt to dismiss, big victory. The second lawsuit we showed was that uh, when Ballot images, when votes are actually, um, when ballots, someone's making a little bit squeaking noise. Let me find out who that is. Okay, it's Matthew. All right, Matthew, I just muted you for a second. That's okay. Don't take it personally. But what we found was that when a ballot goes through an electronic voting machine, it is supposed to create a ballot image, which is the actual image of that ballot. And that is what is counted on the electronic voting machines. In a hand-counted scenario, humans count it. In fact, in Massachusetts, we won by 10 points in the predominantly hand-counted county called Franklin County. And every other county, we quote-unquote lost 60-40, 60-40, 60-40. But anyway, we found out that the ballot images were, not, were being deleted, in fact, destroyed by the Secretary of State. So when I exposed that on social media, I was shut down by Twitter. But Twitter didn't do it. The government contacted Twitter, all right? Everyone should understand this. We live not in quote unquote socialism. We live in fascism, very particular term. The government contacted a major corporation, had 
them sh shut me down because I was exposing they violated federal law. That's what really got me into this. But in that lawsuit, the judge heard us, big victory. Second, he gave us the terms of the restraining order. And most recently, he has demanded um, uh, uh, that I file a motion to bring Twitter in, which we did. So Twitter now has gotten the number one lawyer in the world. And by the way, in all of this, there's no lawyers. It's me representing myself. So the, the people you see here, no, Kenzie, did you get paid for this? Renee? No. Heather, did you? Matthew, none of us are paid for this. Trump raised $300 million. What did he do with all that money? Okay. Everyone here has been working their butt off, being paid zero because they love this country. And as Matthew said, they want freedom restored. So what we did was I said, hey, look, I have an actual lawsuit. I have standing. So why don't we, why don't we do the investigation? Because we don't want the judge, the federal judge to think, oh, it's just Dr. Shiva talking about his particular situation in Massachusetts, you know, with his election. So what we did was, and we're continuing to do this, this is how all of you can participate, but the victory we're gonna stand, share here with you is we're gonna actually bring up the affidavit that we're gonna start with Heather. Heather and has done incredible work. You can't, I mean, she's a mom, she works full time, and Heather went and did all this work day and night. Okay. It's not easy, but we did it. No one paid us. No one is paying us. And that's what you need to remember. On the left, there's people talking voter suppression all day. Big election integrity companies, organizations, which have done nothing except pit, say it's all about black people's votes being suppressed. On the right, you have people talking about mail-in ballots. Okay. And voter identity cards, but they're not going after the real issue. The real issues, both left and right, have been certifying voting machines, which have the ability to multiply votes. So we don't have one person, one vote. Okay. So let's go to Heather. So Heather's going to share with us. We've all talked about the process, by the way, anyone who wants to learn how to do this, we can teach you like that. We have experts. Now you have gurus on the call here who will teach you. This is all bottoms up. So Heather, I'm going to bring up your, I'm going to put you on solo here. And maybe as I bring up your stuff, Heather, oops, let me bring up. Okay. Um, let me bring Heather. You want to uh, let me bring you up. I'm sorry. Sure. Let me. Uh, I think I should be able to bring up your. Oops. I have to choose the right three to hunt. Okay, there. Okay, so Heather, okay. I'm going to bring up. Let me see if it allows me to do this. Oh, I can't do that. Okay, it's okay. Um, what I can do is this. All right, great. Let me bring up the, I'm going to bring up um, the actual, I got to go here. Okay. All right. Can you see this? Okay, good. So I'm going to bring up, um, this is Heather's. Okay. So let's go through this, Heather. By the way, everyone can see. Can you see it, Heather? Yes, yes, I can. This is actually filed. So what um, what Heather uh, has done is Heather's affidavit, um, and Heather will walk you through which what, what what this means has been filed in a federal lawsuit because all the way in Oregon, from where we are in Massachusetts, we have found 17 counties at least, and there's more coming where P number of voters does not equal votes. And go ahead, Heather. I'm gonna we can walk through one by one. I'll bring them up. 
Go okay, ahead. I'll be happy. I'll be happy to do that. And you give me entirely too much credit a stay-at-home mom. I'm not working full-time, but I did used to teach. Um, as far as this affidavit goes, um, it basically says that we received the official votes data from Baker County, and I have the actual data set if they'd like to take a look at this. It shows that there are 10,048 uh, ballots cast, and then 10,008 participating voters. So the discrepancy in that county is 40 than vote cast. So how are we how are we getting those 40 additional votes cast? Well, I have a lot of questions about that. And uh, our nation is wanting to go to um, completely mail-in vote, correct? And uh, Oregon has had an opportunity to, well, they seem to have paved the way with that. Um, in the late 80s. Um, so let's go to the next. I, I, I think I think the key thing, Heather, I think that we want to point out to everyone listening is these people who are in these counties, the elect, they, they get paid to just count numbers. Yes. The, the number on the left side of the balance sheet should equal the numbers on the right side. If you and I submitted tax records like this, we'd have the IRS breathing down our throat, right? The numbers have to be perfect. And by the way, even if they're one off, it's a longer discussion. When the weighted race features on, a vote of one can mean thousands of votes or hundreds of votes. Okay, so 40 may seem small, but it should be perfect. Let, let, we can just go through each one, Heather. I think people enjoy just walking through each one. So that was Baker County, right? So let me go to the that next That was Baker one. County. Yep. Are we going to yep. Benton? We, yeah, do I have it up? Yep. The next one I have is you do. Yep, you do. I have them right here. So this one had more, more participating voters than voters than cast, which is the opposite. So you see five fifty three thousand two hundred five ballots cast, but there were fifty three thousand eight hundred three participating voters. How did that happen? How do you have six hundred three more participating votes than than votes cast? Yep. It's a mystery. So 603 more voters and votes. Yes. Okay. So that's county number two in Oregon. Next. Yes, it is. Now we have Clackamas. Clackamas is, do you want me to read all three numbers, Dr. Shiva? Yeah, I think so. I, th I think people just need to see that. I think Absolutely. If you, Absolutely. Right. 260,538 ballots cast, but 9,315 participating voters. That means 1,223 less voters than votes cast. Uh, next, Clatsop County, 24,140 ballots cast, 24,339 participating voters. So there are 109 voters than votes cast. fellow Oregonians screaming as they as they look at this. Whose County, 37,367 ballots cast, 37,826 participating voters with a discrepancy of 459 voters than votes cast. The next county Dr. Shiva, 
Douglas County, um, 65,038 uh, ballots. 65,310 participating voters, 270 more voters than votes cast. Scroll fast, that's my contact information. Thank you. Um, Harney County, 4,518 ballots cast, 4,458 participating voters, voters than votes cast. So 60, 60 less voters than votes cast, right? Less voters than votes cast. Right. Hood River County, 13,194 let's cast, 13,333 participating voters for a discrepancy of 139 more voters than votes cast. Jefferson River County. Oh, I'm sorry, Jefferson. Oh, it's Jefferson County. Yeah. That is a typo on my part. That's okay. 192. Uh, ballots cast, 12,005 participating voters with 43 more voters than votes cast. Let me just, some, some people are joining new, just to, so those people are joining new, what we're, we have uh, uh, five Truth, Freedom and Health activist warriors all over the country. And we have Heather who is sharing with us her analysis where we, she went to different counties and she got how many people came into that county to vote actually voted and what were the votes and across 17 counties the number of votes don't match the number of voters and her affidavits have been filed in a historic federal lawsuit and what's going on here is historic because you have everyday citizens who have picked up the mantle what the government should be doing and they're doing that on the ground so heather is going down through each county and we're sharing with you numbers and we're going to go through this very meticulously because we want to share with you in these 17 counties it should be pretty easy. The number of votes should match the number of voters and they don't. So let me go back. Sorry, Heather. I just want to, because some people are asking, they're just joining new. Okay. Let's go back. And so that was Jefferson river County. And let's did go. you see my message in the chat? What's that? <laughs> did you see my message chat? Can we please scroll past the uh, bottom? Yes. Quickly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Lane County. We have 223,890 ballots with 220,100 participating voters with wow. a discrepancy 1,755 less voters votes cast. Well, this is pretty amazing. So 3,755 less voters than votes cast. So that means there's more votes than the number of people. Then, yeah, than the number of participating voters. And those participating votes we typically see in the Excel spreadsheet form with a person's name and address and the, their registration date and all that, all of that information. So you should think that through. And if you're curious about it, um, 
get a, get a copy from your elections clerk, my friends. So this one is, we're still county. Um, yeah, so let me just go through this. How's that? Is that fast Sure, enough? sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The scroll, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Lynn County, um, 73,216 ballots with 72,021 participating voters. And the discrepancy is 1,195 less voters than votes cast. Yep. Wow. Why would that? Hmm. Look at this one. This one's interesting. Malheur County is how you say that. We have 11,920 votes cast with 11,919 participating voters one less voter than votes cast. Yep. So that's almost close. Maybe this was a county where everything's working fine, potentially. Okay. It could, it could be. And there and that does exist. Um, the county of Polk. 1,794 ballots. 47,848 participating voters for a discrepancy of 946 less years than votes cast. Wow. And Tillamook County, 17,042 uh, ballots cast, 17,005 participating voters, this discrepancy is 37 less voters than votes cast. And I can't read the county or the top. It says county. Okay, Wasco County is 14,233 ballots cast, 14,242 participating voters for a discrepancy of nine more voters than votes can. It's um, County Washington. Washington County is our second largest county in population. Um, 322,760 cast. 320,088 participating voters with a discrepancy of 2,672 less voters than votes cast. Um, Wheeler count 974 ballots cast, 955 participating voters with a discrepancy of nine in less voters than votes cast. 19, yep. Yeah. Oops, that's it. Okay. okay, let me stop there. So to everyone joining us uh, new, uh, we just had an analysis from, did we lose Matthew? Me and oh. Matthew, yeah. No, I'm here. Okay, we just had an analysis from uh, Heather who just walked through 17 counties, which is almost 50% of the counties, right, Heather? It in, is 50%. In, 
Um, and if these are numbers that you don't believe, this is public information and you should request it from your county or your other voting entity, um, your city or your town. Yeah, and we're gonna make all of this accessible. Uh, we're on the clean election site. All the uh, data will be up there. We're building a map for everyone to see. One of our IT guys is doing that. But I think the key thing to say is that these 17 counties, the number of voters, none of them, except one got almost close at one vote. Uh, the number of voters does not match the number of ballots cast. So everyone who's listening out there, listen very carefully that in America, on these electronic voting machines, we need to go find out why the number of voters is not matching the number of votes. You know, it's not, it, I mean, and what Heather has done here in Oregon, it, it, you know, is basically laid out the data. And, but more importantly, we've taken it to another level. We've, uh, we have courageous people here who have actually filed affidavits into my federal lawsuit. So this is now sworn testimonies on the record. Mm -hmm. And all of this is transparent that the number of votes is not, not only in Massachusetts, but you know, uh, all the way on the West Coast in Oregon, okay? So now we're gonna, so that's Oregon. Now we're gonna come back to Massachusetts. Kenzie's was another uh, Truth, Freedom and Health warrior. She and her sister, uh, she worked with her sister carefully. And and, th and they found how many, you did seven towns right in Massachusetts, Kenzie. Right. So, um, so I did. Um, yeah. I chose Worcester County to look at um, because my car my my coworkers were working on other counties. So I chose Worcester, and um, in some cases, you know two files came back, that was it. And it was basically, you know, the list of people who participated compared to the number of votes. And the, the discrepancies were just, you know, in some cases there, there were just a few. I, I have my, for my seven towns, cities and towns. Let's bring, let's, bring um, let's bring it, let's show them Kenzie. So, so now we're going from Oregon on the West coast and we're coming back to Massachusetts. And this is for the November general election. So Kenzie, you did the same thing, right? You issued a FOIA, yeah. again, did it on your own. You asked them for how mm -hmm. many people voted in that town. And then you looked at yep. what the actual ballots and uh, and all of this data, anyone can see. Again, let's go to, now we're back mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. So here I have the data for you. So this is, go ahead, okay. this is in the town of Fitchburg, right? All right, so, so right, so for Fitchburg. Um, and Fitchburg was that, so, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference in, in Massachusetts than in say Heather's, for example, they, they collect everything by county and in mass it's by town. So of course our populations in each town are in many cases are a lot smaller, but still you wouldn't expect to see a wide range of discrepancy, which I found. So for instance, Fitchburg, that's you know kind of a large city in the central region of mass. And um, so the number of votes that were reported was 16,614, but the number of participating voters was 16,367. So, you know, why is it that we have 247 more votes being recorded than people that actually voted? You know, that that's concerning. Here's another one. Yep. The town of Auburn. Um, so, you know, again, the, the number of votes that were reported as, the, as being cast were 12,465. However, 
the number of citizens on the, the list of participating voters was only 10,237. So this is a much larger discrepancy. 2,228 more votes appeared than people who voted. So again, it's it's a mystery. Here's the town of Leicester. Um, so for that, the number of votes that were reported as being received, being counted, were 6,449. However, the number of participating voters was 6,376. So again, you know, discrepancy of 73, more votes than people who, who, made, who cast a vote. Milbury, town of Milbury. Town of Milbury. So here we had the number of votes reported as being cast were 8,213. And the number of participating voters were 8,166. So that was only 47 more votes than voters. But again, even one, you know, it, it begs the question, what's going on? Town of Oxford. So the town town of Oxford, um, the 7,607 figure that was reported as these were the votes. However, the number of participating voters were 7,531. So once again, we have 76 more votes than voters. Town of Southborough. Town of Southborough. So 6,717 votes were recorded as having been cast and the number of participating voters who voted were 6,624. So that discrepancy is 93 more votes were cast than participating voters. And then we have the last town, right? Town of Charles Charlton. Okay, so the town of Charlton, we had 8,169 um, votes cast and mm, I don't know, I don't see the figure. The difference is 80, 70, 76 more votes. This was the town of Charlton. Let me see if I can find my hard copy here. Charlton. 8,000, so 8, the number of participating voters was 8,131, and then the votes cast was 8,169, so that's that's the difference. Um, yeah, but to, every single town, yeah. great, right? Every single town that it was a discrepancy, and there shouldn't be discrepancies, yeah. So, I think that I think, um I think the main thing again, again here, so people joining me, we just covered Oregon and we, so in those 17 counties, Heather, where you're from, how many towns do they represent? And what was the, did you do a total number of votes across those 17, Heather? Do we have a sum total difference? No, how many towns that represents. And I, uh, I may have totaled it, but I don't handle okay. it right now, Dr. Shiva. No worries, no worries. But basically to those people joining again, new is in 17 counties in Oregon, not one county did the number of votes equal the number of voters. And in the seven towns we just reviewed in Massachusetts, again, 3,000 miles away, none of the votes equal the number of voters. Now we're gonna end with some dramatic news in California, okay? 
Uh, California was extremely hard to get a lot of this data. So let me go over to Renee and Matt. So let me bring that up, Renee and Matt. And uh, we noticed that in California, um, let me bring this up. Uh, we have two counties, right? We did two counties that, uh, uh, again, people did, again, to everyone joining, joining, what we're doing is we're taking, citizens are, are taking matters into their own hands to go do their own investigation, which the Department of Justice actually should be doing. But people went in and filed FOIA requests, which is asking a town or the county level, hey, how many people actually voted, the voter rolls, and then looked at the votes. One is the number called P, the number of people that vote, and the other is V. And so far in Oregon or in Massachusetts, P does not equal V in the sample counties and towns we looked at. So now we're going to wrap up with um, California. So uh, uh, let's bring it up here. So Renee and Matt, maybe you guys can both take one county each. So let me bring one up here. Go for it, Renee. Here we go. I'm actually going to uh, read these because I'm working off my phone, so I can't see them very well. But oh, okay. I do want to say that um, there was more information. I mean, we obviously want to keep this really simple. Uh, if P equals or does not equal V, but we well, even I found things be. like there was more than 3,121 year olds in San Diego County, <laughs> things well, like that. that. So, Renee, slow down, repeat that again so everyone can understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Say that again clearly because that yeah. is astounding. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's go through this and then we'll come to that. Right now in San Diego County, I think, this is San Diego County, which has 3.33 million people, as I understand. Um, and it's and I think you have here 1,627,753 uh, votes were counted there, right? Actual votes cast. Is that right, Renee? Does that number sound right? Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. And the actual votes uh, or the number of citizens who voted was... 1,963, 1,963,356. Let me repeat that again. Uh, 1,627,753 votes were tabulated, but the number of people actually voted were 1,963,356. So Matthew, what's the difference there? Uh, a grand total here of uh, 335,603. Yeah. More voters than votes cast. More voters than in some uh, populations and towns uh, throughout the state of California. Yeah. Well, this is San Diego County. Just no, no, right. But I mean, there are that many that 335,000 is a very large number. Yeah. yeah so just to just everyone just look at this number. This means the discrepancy is almost 20%, right? Of all the votes or, or, so I just want everyone to look at this, this is massive. 335,603 more voters than votes cast. Why isn't this front page news? Well, that's a very good question, Dr. Shiva. Right. I heard a lot of things front page news, especially everything that's been going on here in California. Right. But I think, uh, so I want everyone to look at this, right? So this was again down, done by Renee and Matt, citizen activists, truth, freedom and health warriors right in San Diego County. And everyone can learn how to do this. All of you out there, if you care about this country, we can teach you how to do this and you can file your affidavits 
in the lawsuit, in the only lawsuit right now that is standing in federal court. And you can be participating in that as an American wanting to protect our, our voting inte election integrity. So that's now let's go to the next one. Ma Matthew, maybe you can read this one. Um, right. This is County of Shasta. Go ahead. Um, I actually hold on with the magnifying glass. Okay. Um, here we go. I received the official voting results data produced for the by the county elections clerk from the county of Shasta in the state of California through a public records request for the November 3rd, 2020 general election. I have the actual data set should the court wish to examine mm -hmm. it. The release data reveals that the number of votes reported by officials for this jurisdiction is 94,084 after electronic vote tabulation. However, this number of votes is more is more than uh, the number of of uh, citizens of ninety one thousand nine hundred and fifty two who actually cast votes. That's a discrepancy of two thousand one hundred seventy two less voters than voters than votes cast. So two thousand one hundred and thirty two less voters than votes cast. Yep. So let's just. Um, I think. I think we inundated people with a lot of details. People are writing here, crimes against humanity. Um, that's what they're saying. Someone's saying, uh, uh, let me see, this is crazy shit. People need to stand and be heard. Um, let's see, uh, the big question is, who is actually running the country right now? Uh, let's see. That is a good question. In fact, that's been a question that a lot of people have been asking. And for right. good reason. Right. Um, what else? Uh, no to Google. People are saying no to Google here. Okay. But anyway, uh, astonishing. And so on. Okay. There we go. So um, what people can see here is that, uh, is that uh, we, we can see that the numbers are not adding up, right? That the numbers are not adding up, but more importantly, the analysis that's been done here is now filed in federal court. So it's for everyone to go see and the data is in there. So um, anyone listening can literally go to vashiva.com slash clean elections and actually do this on your own. Uh, Heather and Renee, you guys wanna just talk about the process and essentially how easy it was to do the FOIA and how people can participate. Uh, Kenzie, you guys can just hop right in. Heather, do you want to start? Okay, well, initially the process wasn't easy because we didn't know what we were doing, but we found each other on on the site and uh, uh, found that Kenzie's is, is masterful at converting files, text files or PDF files to Excel spreadsheets that we could work with. And with that California group, they adopted me and took me under their wing and yes, we did. Uh, Wednesdays and hash things out and, and talk about how to uh, how to work our way through this process. Um, finding out what your voting entity, what your city, town, county calls that participating voter list is yes. key. Uh, mm -hmm. Of our counties here in Oregon refer to that is the voted not vote, and that made all the difference in the world. 
showing them uh, uh, data of what we are anticipating seeing, like the type of thing that the other counties send us, was really helpful in a handful of counties. And what that Excel spreadsheet looked like, what the titles were, you know, some dummy lines with some made up people and addresses. So they knew what to look for was really, really helpful. And reaching out to, to each other when we have questions um, to get looking at some of the data. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Hey, look at this one. I can remember the county. Can you look at this with me, Renee? Because um, some of these people voted in January to August 1st of 2021. Did you hear that? Say that again. Say Voted that again. in the future. Wow. How is that possible? So uh, just lots of questions. You see some really interesting things, and it's not for us to answer because it's not our. Um, right. The county clerk can respond. Yeah, I, I think the most important thing is you're seeing very different states here, Oregon, mm -hmm. California, Massachusetts. So this is prevalent. And we're going to, um, for all of you listening tonight, anyone can go to vdashiva.com slash clean elections. And anyone, so we, we just did the first wave of this. It was a lot of work. And I think we learned all how to work together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the process, there's, you have to get data, you have to clean up the data. It is not easy. And the, the people in these counties and towns, it's pretty easy for them. The fact that they didn't see these discrepancies and they're not even talking about it. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm sure they know that the discrepancy exists. Yeah, I don't believe they didn't see this. And I don't believe that they weren't actively involved in covering this up. You know, you got to take a good look at everywhere there's been a voting machine in this country. They need to take a look and go back and re-examine everything. And you know, Dr. Shiva, you brought up something else, uh, ballot images. You know, every time I mentioned that word, people clammed up, you know, um, I got hung up on twice when I started talking about ballot images. Do you have copies of ballot images? Have you been keeping them for 22 months? You know, and asking the pertinent questions and people don't want to hear them. And they are uh, actively running away from having to answer. And, um, but you know, we're persistent and and we're going to stay on top of this. We're, you know, I'm not going anywhere. So, Yeah. So we have a lot of people just uh, thanking everyone for doing this. Andy Garofano says, great work to all on this live, you know, collaboration. You know, uh, someone says, makes me want to vomit, put them in jail. OK, uh, thank you, team. Clean elections. Uh, I thought I was being smart and voted on a machine. Okay, um, uh, people saying thank you again. So thank you, Kenzie. People are saying thank you, Renee. And uh, people are thanking all of you guys, okay? So uh, it, someone said it'd be interesting to see if anyone can get ballot images. Yeah, it would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> be interesting to see if we get a straight answer, right? Right, people are saying um, awesome, right? Thank you. Uh, so on, right? Some people are really upset, infuriating, right? People should um, thank, thank you, thank you to all of you. Um, there you go. So anyway, 
Um, I hope this helps people, but the most important thing everyone needs to do now is to get activated and get active. So the what we are creating is a platform and that platform gives people three th three things. One is you can get educated on a systems approach. So the electronic voting machines are systems. They have inputs and outputs. They're supposed to be actu actually simple systems. You're supposed to put in your ballot and they should count what you have. But it looks like inside of it, they have quote unquote intelligence, right? To multiply votes by a factor. And, and is that why we're seeing these discrepancies? This is a question mark that's in our lawsuit. And now we have further affidavits to support it. So Dr. Chiba, yep. have you heard the term phantom ballot? And uh, because I heard they have an yeah. algorithm now to figure out who is registered to vote. So they know that uh, where to find uh, registered voters. So when they print out the fake ballots, they know how to fill the gaps. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think what we what we want to do, Matthew, there's so many theories, right? I think what we want to encourage people to do is what you're what you guys did here is just go to your local town halls, ask for mm -hmm. two pieces of data, say, I want the participating voters list. I want the ballots. Again, go to vashiva.com slash clean elections and everyone can learn how to do this. And if so, what we just did here in the last hour and a half was we went through 17 counties. It may seem, you know, why did we go through those in such a detailed manner? Because we want people to see the numbers. Kenzie's went through seven towns and Matthew and Renee went through two counties. So when you can see across these 19 plus 26 different regions, none of the numbers add up all across the United States. So I wanna encourage, we wanna encourage all of you to get active. This is something everyone can do on their own. You don't need a lawyer. You don't need you know, to file a lawsuit, right? You can just do this on your own. We already have a lawsuit. And all of these can flow right into that lawsuit. So the federal judge can actually see, wow, this is not just one Senate candidate. All of these people are seeing the same pattern across the country. Is everyone lying? Is everyone a conspiracy theorist? What's actually going on? That's why we're doing this. We're doing this for citizens to recognize that they can, they don't need to go like talk about aliens and you know people in Mars or something like that. They can just talk about, go to your voting list and just look at the number of people who voted and the number of actual votes. They better be the same. They have to be exactly the same. I mean, all I, yeah, I mean, all of us have run companies or you have to balance their checkbook or something. Uh, you know, I was taught to get really upset even if one penny was off, right? Like what happened? It should be perfect. And that's what these public officials get paid for. And the fact that whether it was in California or Oregon or Massachusetts, none of them had said, hey, something's not right, right? That says a lot right there that, that they didn't do this job. Anything else, Matthew, Kenzie's, and um, and Heather, as we close? But I thank you so much. You guys have done incredible work. I'm very proud of all of you. Uh, it's, it's an incredible amount of work. Um, and the fact is that our movement for truth, freedom, and health is actually uh, teaching people, educating people, and you guys all get A triple pluses as students of this. You've done laboratory work, theoretical work, um, and you're an inspiration to everyone. So I, I really want to applaud you. And I just want to thank everyone listening. Let's, let's I mean, um, uh, these guys have done incredible work, but I hopefully it's inspiring all of you to also go do the same. And please go to vashiva.com slash join to become a warrior. 
Uh, I'll put that up again where you can go do that. But I'm our applying for the master's program, Dr. Shiva. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And we have leadership program. We have training program. But you got to get educated or you will be enslaved. And you're looking at three uh, very, very powerful truth, freedom and health warriors. Um, and they're here to help you. Right. They've, they've gone through the entire journey. So any, any closing comments, Heather? Matthew? Uh, Heather, go ahead. Thank you for inspiring us because we could just sit here and look around someone else to do something on our behalf and that just isn't going to happen. We need to take action. We need to take it now. We need to connect with people who are like-minded and support each other. This is a wonderful group of people that I've had the opportunity to work with on project. People all the way from someone saying, very yes. someone saying yes, inspiring from India. Okay. Someone just said, Heather, uh, great work. Uh, Mary Waters says, thank you all. Yeah, this has been a privilege to work with yeah. a lot of talented people. There's many talented people that um, have gotten involved and um, and friendships have been formed. So yeah. yeah, that's great, Matthew. Matthew, thank you very much. I know Renee had to leave. Uh, but all, again, to everyone listening, all of this is done by everyday working people who mm -hmm. care about this country. And that's the only way this things are going to change. It's going to come bottoms up. And that's what we're educating people on uh, to be truth, freedom and health worse. So everyone go up. You can anyone can contribute to this. You're contributing to yourself. Actually, mm -hmm. we've created our own infrastructure, our own data infrastructure, our own social media infrastructure. And it's all for you, because if we don't get off, as Matthew said, off our butts and do this, nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So anyway, thank you, everyone. Uh, someone, Lorinda uh, Bartholomew says, thank you. Uh, you're all good people. This has been an eye opener. Keep up the great work. Okay. Bottoms up. It's time for change. Exactly. So everyone listening, go become a truth, freedom and health warrior. Go to vashiva.com slash join and support yourself. Build the movement. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kenzie. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, if you just hold on, I'll come right back to you. Thank you, everyone on Instagram. Let me just... Exit here. Okay. Let me come here. Thank you, everyone.